Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. And remember, Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. And remember, you can go to the all-new Speaking of Travel website. It's speakingoftravel.net, and there you'll find podcasts and photos and stories. It's really a great place to jump off and start dreaming about your next trip or your next adventure. And remember, you can listen anytime, anywhere in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app app. Well, speaking of dreaming of travel, I know we all do that. We just sometimes get into this melancholy place and it's like, oh, if I could only get out of here, I'm ready to go embark on a new adventure and just change things up. But you're feeling stuck and you're not sure how to get going and you don't even know where to start, what to do, where to go, what to read, how to go about it. There's just, there's so much. And if you think I can never travel because I don't have enough time or enough money or enough opportunities, you can rest assured that's simply not true. Maybe you're kind of waiting to get inspired, but Even if you think you've decided where you want to go and when you want to go and this is really the adventure you want to take, you start getting this sinking feeling that you're going to miss out on something else. Well, good news, folks. My guest today are going to help us out. Billy and Acacia Caterly retired over two decades ago, uh, get this, at the age of 38. And they're recognized retirement experts and internationally published authors. And they're here with us today to really help us maybe get inspired and get unstuck. Welcome to the show, Billy and Acacia. Thank you. Thank you for having us. I'm so excited. I've been following your post for quite some time, and I can tell you, your lifestyle is, it certainly, uh, it certainly looks like fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is. We just uh, make it look that way. It's yeah, really well, <laughs> you have great pictures and wonderful stories and so much good mojo you're putting out there uh, for us to to learn and share. So, Tell me a little bit about yourselves. I mean, come on, 38 years old, you're already retiring. What led to that? Well, we were both in a career. Uh, I was a stockbroker branch manager for Dean Winter Reynolds on the West Coast, and Acacia was a uh, executive secretary. And it got to a point in our life where, where we, we felt ourselves drifting apart. And um, it was like, okay, what can we do to, to, to stoke the fires again and whatever in our personal relationship? And then we asked ourselves, well, what if we retired or what if we just started traveling? Could we afford it and could we do it? And so the question was, well, then how much is enough? And we broke down our finances to see what we were spending in our current environment. We uh, deducted the housing and our cars and our car insurance and anything that had to do with that lifestyle being there. And we realized we really weren't spending all that much on ourselves personally. So then it was a question of could our investments create that kind of income that we could live off of that uh, 
for, for many, many, many years, or in fact, forever? And the answer to that was yes. And so it got to a point where what are we working for? What are we doing this for anymore? And so we took two years to plan it. And then uh, uh, we just decided to go ahead and, and take a leap in, into the future. Look at you guys. I'm impressed. And, you know, one thing I hear over and over again, and it's such an important concept, is, you know, you kind of you, you went about it in a way where you were pretty methodical looking at your uh, your finances and putting all that into account and making a plan. What During those two years that you had kind of planned out and two years were going to be ready to go, what what kind of things were you doing to kind of put the finishing touches on that life? Well, the first thing we did was we wanted to create a money machine. And that was so that our, our income would, our investments would exceed the amount of income we were, we were spending and I want to say that again. Our investments income was exceeding the amount of spending we were doing, plus inflation and any taxes. And so we had to have our investments set up so that it threw off enough income that we could live off of them, plus have enough for the future. And after 26 years, we're now into our 26 years, we have a higher net worth today than we did when we started, and that's after spending and, uh, and inflation. And that was through those investments that you made back then, two decades ago? That's correct. Wow. Well, you certainly are the, well, you were a stockbroker, right? That's, that's <laughs> correct. It's really simple, Marilyn. It's not that, this is not rocket science. Gotcha. Basically, basically we use index, index no-load index funds, like uh, the Index 500 Fund or the Vanguard Total total Market Fund, and, and pretty much just let it go. Um uh, you know, they've, they've produced about a 9 to 10% annual return, dividends included, over that period. And we figure we spend about uh, 3 to 4% of that. How so that leaves, that leaves 6 or 7% to be reinvested and, and for inflation. And uh, we were tracking I, I'm our, speechless our expenses here. this whole time. I mean, that's one of the things that put us in charge of our finances were, was that we were tracking everything. So we knew where we were and how much we were spending and where we could cut back or where we had a little cushion and that kind of stuff. So we knew how much we were going to spend annually, um, and we knew how much we had for this and that. We don't really budget, but we know exactly what we're spending on a daily basis and on a yearly basis. And with our uh, investments putting off a certain amount, we knew that we could live off of uh, a certain percentage of it, like Billy said, and then just reinvest the rest of it. And that so for those two years, you were aggressively uh, creating this kind of uh, lifestyle manual. Money, yeah, money machine. <laughs> we money were, machine. We were, we were making our money machine, and at the same time, you know, we were we were doing like you know, Marilyn. We were living a kind of a highfalutin life at that time because we we're both professionals. We had no children, and. And so, you know, we had maid services and gardener services, and we had nice fine wines. We're living in California. You know, we'd go out for a latte. You know what I'm saying? So we lived well, and we realized that if we were going to travel, um, and, and that's what we wanted to do with our lives, you know, we had to make a couple of sacrifices. So we dumped the maid and the gardener, you know, those services, and we, we didn't uh, – Billy's a French chef as well, so we didn't go out to eat as often. And so we ate at home, which was really no hardship because he's a great cook, and um, <laughs> You know, we didn't. We made our own darn coffee. You know what I'm saying? So we just cut back on a couple things, and and it was exciting because we were moving towards something. And where did you think you were going to go? 
Oh, we had plans. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen the world map? <laughs> oh, my God. You had all the maps out. You guys were on a mission. It, uh, there's a guy named Chris Gillibo. Do you know him? He, he yes, started the World Domination Summit, and he wrote a book. It's called The um, Happiness of Pursuit. Ah. And it almost sounds like that's what you were doing. You had this pursuit. You knew what you were going for, and you were you were damn going to go get it. <laughs> that's it. Right, that's and the it. first place we went was uh, uh, Nevis, West Indies in the Caribbean islands. And we had visited there before on numerous windjammer cruises. And so we knew that if we went to Nevis, we wouldn't be tempted to get into anything because island time is so slow. That uh, if you want a hamburger today, you better order it yesterday. <laughs> you did know exactly where you were going to go, right, Randy? That sounds like the place we'd want to go. Island time is different time, man. It's, you know, you just got to get used to that. It's like five Come o'clock on. somewhere, right? <laughs> well, listen, when we that was, that, that, excuse me, but that was important for us because I wanted to hit a wall. I didn't want to be tempted to um, uh, jump into something else. Yeah. Uh, and and so what that down there there was no temptation other than to swim and scuba dive. So it was easy. It was easy <laughs> and it was a way to really pull back on the income, I'm sure. On the sure. Uh, finances. Well, when we come back from the break, let's just pick up on island time. What do you think? That's <laughs> good. Hey, Thank you so much for being on the show today. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. We're here with Billy and Acacia Cater-Lee. Where are you calling us from today? Mexico, Chapala, Mexico. It's real close to Guadalajara. Ah, sounds wonderful. Well, we'll be back right after the break. Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish-language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract in Engage and connect with Latino customers. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring... Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball, your host. You're listening here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been helping people call Asheville home since 1979. So if you're looking for a little bungalow or a townhouse or a farm, anything that has a roof over it, you should go to Appalachian Realty right off of Charlotte Street and 
talk to those good people over there. They know Asheville better than anybody. And remember to go to the all-new Speaking of Travel website. It's full of some great travel stories and podcast information and photos. Speakingoftravel.net. And you can visit the Speaking of Travel Facebook page. And there you'll also find some great pictures and links and travel information. And speaking of travel, today we're talking to Billy and Acacia Caterly. They're talking to us from Mexico. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's so much fun talking to you. And you were saying during the break, this place where you are in Mexico is a big expat haven. Tell us a little bit about this place. Well, Lake Chapala, Mexico is the largest expat community in the world. And it's, uh, besides having terrific weather, it's pretty much eternal springtime here. It's, we're about an hour outside of Guadalajara, which is the second largest city in Mexico. And it's only a couple-hour flight out of, out of L.A. or Phoenix in the U.S. So it makes it real convenient for people to come down here and to retire here. And there's a ton of activities set up uh, in this area, a bridge club, chess club, hiking, horseback riding, tennis, volleyball. You name golf, it's all here. It, it's all here. So it's a, this is like a, a expat playground down here. Wow. And, and right now, Mexico is really on sale because the, the peso has moved in our favor quite a bit lately. And so it's economically, it's just very, very good on the wallet. Well, that sounds like something that you two are very attuned to, <laughs> is taking care of the old wallet, having spent all that time getting your money machine going. How so <laughs> over the so let's go back there. You you've your two years, you've got this uh you're you're gone. You're down there and basking in the sun, laying out. What happened after that? Like you know, okay, so the, that was your transition. It was like boom, you're over there. How, give us an idea of where you what what transpired after that? Well, we caught a, a 256 sailboat out of Nevis, and we sailed south down to Grenada, where we then we flew into Venezuela. We spent a month or so or six weeks in Venezuela, mostly on the Isle, Isle de Margarita, which is a, a, a small island off the northern coast of Venezuela. And from there, we were just kind of sorting things through. We ended up back in the States, and we bought an RV. We had a 28-foot fifth wheel pulled by a, a one-ton Chevy pickup, and we traveled the western U.S., and we did that for a few years, uh, just really going slow. I mean, some days we'd go 50 miles and stay another week. So we were we were into slow travel, and we spent one uh, summer up on a friend's property. He had five acres in Whitefish, Montana, and that was a big treat for us. And then we ended up going down to Phoenix because they had a tennis pro at this one RV resort, and we got uh, we got to be staying there and using that as a base. And it was easy for us to go from Phoenix to Mexico at that time, and that's how we got introduced into Chapala, Mexico, in 1993. We came here for two months, and we stayed four years. Oh, no kidding. So, so we, got by, we got bit by the tacos. Uh-huh. Did you have your RV when you went down to Mexico? No, we left it in storage in, in Phoenix. Gotcha. So, wow, slow travel, I really like that. You know, there's the slow food movement, the slow travel movement, just being able to take your time and... Just exactly. Be. I, I bet you met some really great people along the way too, right? Tremendous people, yes. 
I when mean, you live in an area, then you get to know the, your neighbors and the vendors and the restaurant owners and, and that sort of thing. And in our situation, since we've been coming to Chapala since 1993, we met Bill, we got involved in the um, community. Billy imported the uh, scoreboard for the basketball team, and he built two tennis courts. And we got to know the people and their children. And now those children have children themselves. So we've got friendships to go way back. That is way back. That's really sweet. It's You've built community everywhere you've gone. That's what we enjoy. I bet. That sounds lovely. So after those four, you were there for how long then? Like we, Well, yeah, we, the, the initial time we came for two months, we stayed four years. So that puts it up about 97 or 98, mm-hmm. 1997 or 98. And, and, then, and then we were kind of hopping around a bit. Acacia's mother started... Um, uh, becoming ill. She was diagnosed with colon cancer. Mm. And so this is another benefit of our lifestyle is that is that for three of our four parents over the years, we've been able to offer them end of life care. Mm. And that is, that is something that is, that we'll never forget. That is a really special time that we got to spend with our family members. That's really great. So your lifestyle really has you know, worked in your, in your greatest dreams. This is what you had envisioned all those years ago. Uh, as a lifestyle choice and, and how it's worked for you all these years later. Yeah, we have, we got to say that, we you know, this was never planned like this. We don't sit down. We, we don't plan the next six months of travel or the next six months of our life. We just kind of let it evolve and go with the flow. I think that's real important for us. It is anyway. I think it's important in everything that we do in our lives. <laughs> I think that's an important uh-huh. message. It needs to be needle pointed and put up above your chimney, your fireplace. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, if one place, you know, when we travel and if one place doesn't work out, and there's been places that we've not, we've not cared for, then we move on, um, you know, go to the next one or whatever. It's, it's, if it don't fit, don't force it. That's, that's our saying. That's good. We like to have a skeleton plan, and then we flesh it out as we go along. Yeah, and, and that way you just you open up to so many new possibilities. and Yes, and especially today, as airfare change constantly, and and with a with our computers today that we didn't have back in the early nineties, you know, we can get Google alerts on flights anywhere in the world and all of a sudden something pops up and boom, we can jump on it. Yeah, that sounds really great. So at what point did you actually start writing? Were you always writing? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened was on our travels, we were we were young, and people come, you know, continuously asked us, "How did you get where you are? How did you retire so young?" And we found that m- most of the questions fell into certain categories, and they often repeated. And so, after 15 years of being retired, we thought together, "Well, let's put together a book, and then that way we can say, look, all the answers to these questions are in one location." And that, and in 2005, that's what we did. We put together a book. We had um, probably the first CD book at that time. There, you know, PDFs weren't that beautiful back then. They looked more like a car manual. So we did it on a on a CD, and we had to ship them all over the world. But since then, now all of our books are PDF downloads. You know, we're on Amazon. We're on Amazon, so everything's really easy to get that information, and they're just chock full of colored photos, so that you can see all the colors of the town and the, the beaches and the mountains and the people and all that stuff. And, and then we needed a way to sell it. Seeing, seeing how we'd never published anything before, we didn't have a publisher, so we were both self-publishing. And uh, so then we had to create the website, retireearlylifestyle.com, in order to have a, a way 
to uh, to, a venue it. to put it out. So your your website retire retireearlylifestyle.com if you go there and is there a sign up do you send out some kind of a newsletter too? Yes, we um we have a a free newsletter that comes out every week. We have a bookstore that you can take a look at all of our books. We have 10 books now. And um, all of our information on the website is free other than the books in the bookstore. And so we're constantly giving out information and advice and, and insights and tips and that kind of thing. And so, yeah, it's a real fun place. And you know, we, we mostly focus on financial independence, world travel, and medical tourism. Wow. Well, those are all so interesting and important. And when we come back from the break, let's pick up right there and talk a little bit more about that. Okay, we can talk about colonoscopies in Thailand. Well, there you go. I bet they're cheap, right? (laughs) Cheaper than here. All right, you guys, we'll be back right after the break. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish-language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract in Engage and connect with Latino customers. Fly me to the moon. Let me play. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is your host, Marilyn Ball, and you're listening right here on WWNC News Radio 570 and 880 The Revolution. And remember, Speaking of Travel is brought to you by Appalachian Realty. They've been here in Asheville helping people call this beautiful region of the country home since 1979. And remember, you can listen anywhere, anytime in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. And when you have that app downloaded, just type in Speaking of Travel and there will be all the podcasts. You'll be inspired and motivated and... You can start dreaming of where you want to go next, just like Acacia and Billy, who we're talking to from Mexico today. Thank you so much for being here today, you guys. Thank you again for having us. We're having so much fun. So before the break, you were talking about your website, um, retireearlylifestyle.com, and the photos and the the writings that you're doing, the books, all these wonderful books of resourceful information. But you said that it was about... Um, Tell me again, there were like three points. Yes, financial independence. We like to help people become financially independent, world travel, and medical tourism. Yeah, let's talk about that medical tourism for a minute. What I'm not really that familiar with what that even means. 
Well, um, medical tourism, very simply, is that when you go out of your own uh, city or state to another city or state and even another country for medical care. And people have been going to, you know, Mayo Clinic forever, and Canada, Canadians have been coming to the U.S. for care. You know, if they're here during the snowbird season, they get care. But there's, uh, there's countries all over the world who specialize in um, medical services, hip replacements and um you know, dental care and, and uh, plastic surgery and so on, and they can provide that type of care for a lot more affordable um, than you can get in the States. One example is is when we go to Thailand, we try to schedule our, or our whatever five-year colonoscopy there because we found it to be so convenient, and the price-wise, it's about 300 or 320 U.S. dollars, and it is so convenient in that, in that you walk into the hospital and they offer it for you to have the procedure done right there that day, or we tend to put it off for a day and have it done in the next morning. They give you a couple bottles of uh, stuff to take, and uh, you take one at five in the morning, one at seven in the morning, eight o'clock, you're at the hospital, and you're, as soon as you arrive, they greet you, and boom, you're, you're in the process. By 11 o'clock, they send you home with a ride, and you come back about one o'clock for the results. It's all done in one day, and uh, it's very convenient. You get your results, and, and that's it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think we're, we know where we're going next, right, Randy? Thailand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I'm up here. You'll enjoy it. I'll tell you, well, but we can go to your website and get more information on just yes. medical yes. tourism, as you call it, and being able to yeah. think about that. You know, I think that's one thing we just don't think about, right, Randy? That's exactly right. I mean, uh, yes, uh, a, a friend of mine, no insurance. Check to price locally, fifteen hundred bucks. Fifteen hundred bucks. So you're telling me three hundred, three hundred and fifty in Thailand. That's right. And so so for the airfare he can go over and have a vacation. Exactly. Just make it all part of your vacay. How do we how do we get in touch with you again? <laughs> what's your, what's Retire your early lifestyles, Randy dot com. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting because I, we're getting to a, a time in our life where, you know, a lot of our friends and family are starting to retire. Like, right. you know, I think just a few years back, people were like, oh, we're never going to be able to retire. We're, it, we're, you know, the way the economy is going, we're never going to be able to retire. And yet people are really retiring. I mean, but, you know, <laughs> our advice to those people is to look outside of the box. You know, that, that's, a, that's a defeatist attitude that we try to help people expand their horizons a bit, which is the purpose of our website. And, and that, you know, take a look at Mexico, take a look at Thailand, take a look at the Philippines, take a look at Guatemala. These are places that are very cost efficient. And we know people living in these areas that are living on Social Security of $1,000 or $1,200 a month. So it can be done, and they have a lifestyle. It's not like they're holed up in some, some you know, dump. Dump, no. Um, you know, they have, they have a lifestyle. They go out, they eat, eat in restaurants, and uh, they participate in the community. So to those people, I'm telling them, what I tell them is, number one, get yourself invested and get your finances in order today. And then look, look, look at your options around the world. There are other options than, than just the United States. You know, I think that people uh, hear this, They and this is why I want to reiterate it as much as I possibly can, because maybe you just need to hear it and hear it and hear it. to find. I think it's making that first step. You know, just like you were saying, it's a defeatist 
frame of mind. And yet the fear factor of crossing over and making that leap, like you called it, a leap of faith is so hard. So what would you recommend? I mean, obviously taking baby steps, but maybe getting a financial advisor to work with you before you start making big plans? Actually, I would not recommend that. I would recommend learning finances yourself and being able to take control of your own finances. It's not rocket science, like I said earlier. You can do it. If there's some folks out there, one by John Bogle uh, about mutual funds. It's very easy to read, and and I would highly recommend that. It, you know, there's there's no need to pay somebody else to do what you can do, and and have that extra money to be put into investments itself. Well- um, that would make I'm sense. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say that would make sense. To it, It's only going to be to your advantage to learn it and know it yourself. Exactly, exactly. And that way you're not put into some investments um, that, that are not suitable for you or that you're sorry that you got into. And then later there's big surrender fees of this sort to get out of. The other thing I would suggest is to track your spending starting right today because when you know where your money goes, you have full control of your money and you can make changes if you need to. You just track down everything that you spend per day, put it in a couple of categories. Uh, the largest categories of spending in any household is, is what they spend on housing, transportation, taxes, and food and entertainment. So if you can make any kind of changes in your housing or your transportation or how you structure your taxes or how you have fun on the weekends or going out or something, you save yourself a lot of money. And once you get in control of your finances, then you feel a lot more in charge of your life. Well, again, that makes perfect sense. And and I think that as the older we get, I mean, you started out when you were 38. That, that says a lot about... Uh, I, I guess your spirit that you really wanted out of. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we started investing in our thirties. Well, so, yeah. Uh, so that we saw, we saw the power of compounding and how it can how it can be a benefit to us. Exactly, and and I think hearing you talk and being able to know that you have a resource, uh, having done it yourself, look, you know, been in this kind of lifestyle and practice for a long time that being able to go to your website, retireearlylifestyle.com, is going to give, you know, some pointers and some encouragement and and even some motivation and some practical common sense approaches to beginning to recognize that anybody can really have that lifestyle. They can. If, they, if they're committed to it and disciplined about it, they can. It's not, like I said, it just takes one thing that young people have that we do not have, and, and this is big, is time. You know, as we get older, we're running out of time. So if they can get learn about investments when they're young, when they're in their 20s and 30s, they can be set by the time they're 50 or 60. Agreed. That is so important. And I am so glad to have you on the show today. I feel like I'm going to need to have you on more than one time. <laughs> There's just so much no to problem. talk about. Well, one thank- other thing I'd like to say is that, okay. is that with our, our lifestyle, it's a lifestyle, not a vacation. You know, we don't, it's not like going in, flying into Cancun, Mexico and partying every night until you're uh, so you can <laughs> oblivious to what's going on. No, we live, this is our lifestyle. You know, we do go out, yeah, but I mean, we spend a lot of time at home as well. Sure. So it's, it's uh, you know, we're in it for the long haul. 
and and you're building community along the way and that's what I want to talk about when we come back from the break because that's a really beautiful thing well thank you both for being here this is Marilyn Baugh you're listening to Speaking of Travel we'll be back right after the break Latino buying power is huge and rising fast. If you want to tap into this new market, then connect by advertising in Ola Carolina magazine. This glossy Spanish-language magazine is published monthly and reaches over 70,000 Spanish-speaking residents in western North Carolina. Ola Carolina magazine is about much more than just speaking Spanish. It's about Latino culture. Visit OlaCarolina.com and transform how you attract in Engage and connect with Latino customers. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Fly me to the moon, let me play. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball, your host right here on News Radio 570 WWNC and 880 The Revolution. Speaking of Travel is sponsored by Appalachian Realty. Be sure to go visit them in their little cute bungalow right off of Charlotte Street. And you can go to AppalachianRealty.com for more information. And remember, you can listen anytime, anywhere in the whole wide world on your free iHeartRadio app. And be sure to go to the new Speaking of Travel website, speakingoftravel.net. Well, right here on my show today is Billy and Acacia Caterley, and we are having so much fun. Like I said, I'm going to have to have you back as... You're just a wealth of information over there, and you're causing Randy and I to have some deep sighing over here. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're very kind. Thank of you. course. So I would imagine that with all this traveling that you're doing and, and this lovely lifestyle that you're living, that you really – it opens up your mind. I mean, we hear that over and over again, but tell us a little bit about what it's been like, what this impact has been like for you over these years. Um, well, it has opened our mind in a lot of ways. When we um, we like the indigenous people, so when we spend time with them, you know, they do things differently. They dress differently. They they eat differently. They um, they dress in, in homemade clothing, you know, that they've woven and embroidered and and that kind of stuff. And and we have been spending quite a bit of time in Guatemala with the ancient Maya culture. And you know, it's just it's it's amazing. Um, you know, you just I don't even know how to explain it exactly. Our life is like a National Geographic magazine. That's it. You know, we, we go from uh, village to village, and we see people carrying, these women carrying uh, satchels on their heads. And cords and, of wood on their heads. Yes, and water bottles. And, uh, uh, I mean, it's like a, like taking a step back in time sometimes. And, and it's, it really makes us appreciative of what we have. 
and and what we've been able to see in the world. And there's need everywhere in the world. That's the thing. You know, these people need so much, and they're very happy. It's just that we've been given so much in the States, and we take a lot of it for granted. And then you go to a different culture, and you realize, heck, some of them don't have running water. They don't have a bathroom. They have dirt floors, you know. They don't have electricity. And so, you know, there's lots of volunteer groups. There's always something you can do. And always teach English as a second language. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get involved with local communities. Here in Chapala, Mexico, I coached a women's basketball team, and we won the finals that year. And during that season, there was no scoreboard in the gymnasium. They were using a flip charts and a stopwatch. And so, as you can imagine, there was quite a bit of confusion on the basketball floor. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so cheating. I, uh, called cheating. I, I went to the States one time, and I, and I talked to some people that I know, and they, were, they offered to donate me a scoreboard. And we, occasion, I offered to pay for all the expense of having it flown down here, plus all the customs and duty. And I put that in the, in the gym, and I was a Michigan hero in this town. I and can I only involved, imagine. And then I got involved in tennis courts here. We had four courts that were falling apart. Myself and another friend, we took them over and little by little fixed them up. And then they became so popular that the wait time was two and three hours. And so we felt that we saw the demand for more courts. And so I raised about 30,000 U.S. dollars and we built two more tennis courts. So there's always something to do. Whatever talent you have, it doesn't matter what it is. You can find something to give back to the society when you're traveling. And it's so rewarding. It is so important, and it's a way to, uh, again, we, you know, I keep bringing back this word community because I, I, I believe that community is something that you, you have in your heart, and, and you, you, you love people, and you want to be a part of that and be fair and, you know, equal. Respectful, yes. You treat people like yourself, exactly. Yeah, and, you know, this is what's going to help world peace on a big level. It's <laughs> I have, I, exactly. I, there, there's a young boy, his name is Jesus, of all names, in, in, living in Guatemala, Panajachel, Guatemala, where Akash and I have been spending some time recently. And he was he sells handmade note cards that his family makes in a, in a village nearby. And Jesus is now, we've, we've known Jesus for five or six years, and he's now a, a young man. He's probably 15 or 16 years old. And he, um, he came up to me one day to try to sell me cards. I said, hey, Suze, you're getting too old for this gig. You need something else. And he looked at me like he didn't have a clue what he could do. And I told him, I said, hey, Suze, you're going to be a tour guide. His English skills, skills are good. And he, he's a big flirt with the ladies. And so I had some business cards printed up for him. I said, I'm a, my name is Jesus. I speak English. I'm your tour guide. Tell me where you want to go. So I gave him these cards, and he started passing them out. And about four or five days later, he came running up to me. And he said, Billy, Billy, I had a tour. I said, yeah, how'd you do? He goes, I made 80. I said, you made 80 casalas? He goes, no, I made $80. <laughs> He's never seen that kind of money in his life. Oh. Wow. <laughs> great story. That is Thank a you. great Thank story. You. And I bet you've, you have these, it, these kind of interactions happening wherever you go, having yes. made friends yeah. and, and really just – be be uh, at one with the people that you're around. We always try to leave places better than when we got there. So that's kind of a, like our, our personal motto. Hats off to you. That's yeah. great. So Thank you. on your website, your retireearlylifestyles.com, in addition to your books, and um, I want to talk a little bit about your photographs because they're really beautiful. Is that something that you've just – 
was that a hobby? Did you just kind of learn as you go? I've loved, loved to take photos. Both Casey and I like to take photos for years. And, you know, we, we traveled in Europe in the late 70s with a 35-millimeter camera that weighed, you know, 15 pounds of the lenses. And so today with digital photography, it is just so easy to take photos and um, so much fun for both of us to try to capture the moment. And that's, that's what we try to do. Well, they really do capture the moment. And then your, your journaling that goes along with it is that, tell me a little bit about that. Do you, um, do you write every day? Is it something that you're inspired that you're sitting out somewhere and suddenly the, the words come? How, how does that work? Tequila helps. <laughs> Tequila helps. Yeah, well, you're in the right place for that. <laughs> well, I would say coffee helps. So for sure. um, I've always been a writer. I've always had a journal, and I like to take notes. I, I like to fantasize about people and places and things. You know, whether I'm looking through a magazine, I wonder about that person and fantasize about what their life is about. You know, and and um, with our traveling, we get constant input all the time with. Uh, different people, different places, different weather, and that kind of stuff. And so generally, when we're traveling, I'll take notes. And we do write every day. I write every day because we answer um, we answer all the email that comes to us. So whenever anybody writes us an email, we answer all their questions. And um, we like to believe that everybody has a story. And so when we interview people, which we do sometimes, um, you know, we like to present that story to people. And it's kind of fun, you know, because perspective is really um, a gift. You know, if you're only looking at something through particular lens all your life, you only see those four walls. But, you know, if you change your perspective, all of a sudden you see things completely differently and your life opens up. And that's what we try to do. We try to give practical information with a different perspective. And and to really enlighten and, and open up other people's um you know their minds to yeah. stepping out, taking a you know taking a risk, perhaps. So trying to dream a little bit and dream a little bit. So in the time that we have left, tell us if if you were give us some enlightenment on following your dream. Wow. Yeah. Well, um, one thing that really helps is. Do not let anybody steal your dreams. I can't tell you how many times Billy and I have been told no throughout our individual lives and our careers and our married life and our travels. You know, people with a smaller point of view will tell you no, that can't be done. And so you definitely don't let anybody steal your dreams. And another thing is to make a list of all the things you want to learn, all the places you want to go, all the, you know, all the books you want to read, the musical instruments you want to learn. And so, like, so that gets the juices going, you know what I'm saying? And when mm. you retire, then you're retiring to something. You're not retiring away from something. Another thing that that, that really holds people back is the peer pressure. Mm. And that it's, it's whether it's um, we can't talk to those people because they don't have the right letters behind their names. We don't like those people. They shop at the wrong grocery stores. We don't like those people because they're the wrong color. They eat meat. You know, we don't like those people because um, they, their car is old. Whatever it is, you know, that peer pressure is horrible. And, and we just let that go. We think, we think it's silly and it's funny. And um, these are people that try to put you in their box. And we don't like boxes. We like to blow out those, those walls. When we, when we started planning our retirement in those two years prior, we did not tell anybody, even our family, about, about our plans. 
because we felt like if we started letting other people know, it was going to dilute our dream, number one. Number two, they were going to, it, it puts pressure. They have to justify it in their mind, so they're going to tear us down. Sure. Well, listen, so, you're... You're building us up, and I'm glad that you're out talking about it now. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank thank you you. very much. It has been a true pleasure having you both on the show, and I look forward to a repeat. Thank you. Thank you so much, and keep on traveling and having fun. And remember to go to their website. It is retireearlylifestyle.com. Billy and Akisha, thank you so much for being on the show today. Bye, Billy and Akisha. Bye, Randy. Bye, Bye, Marilyn. Thank you for having me. You bet. Hey, you guys go out and have a wonderful week. And remember, don't postpone joy. 